are listening to Power Producers Shop Talk, where we are refining and redefining the sales game by equipping you with the tools you need to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. Well, it's like when we audit the mod with Magic and give them the action items that they're going to use to lower their total cost of risk. Tactical skills that will help you provide deliverable value to your clients and prospects. Technology is not an expense, it's an investment. Look at what ThinkHR has done for our clients and even our team. It's an amazing product and I'm so thankful we have that. And action items that you can provide to take your prospects and clients to the next level. Things are changing for us in 2021. Not all big business anymore. Now that we have Cover Wallet on our team, it's amazing that we're going to be able to write small business profitably. This is Power Producer Shop Talk production redefined are you ready to feel the power hey everybody welcome to power producers shop talk where we are refining and redefining the sales game and today we are bringing you a series as we have done with mr josh Gurley and with mr steven sedlak I feel like we're moving up the workers' comp ladder. <laughs> you know, if you start with Gurley and move to Sedlak, although those guys are probably fairly equal in their skill set, I'm not going to pick one over the other. Although Gurley, you know, Sedlak does have a book. a book. You know, you don't. So I, I have to give Sedlak the nod for that. But we're going to do six episodes here of Shop Talk with Mr. Kevin Ring. And if you don't know Kevin, then you should. The guy is a walking encyclopedia of workers' compensation knowledge, and I'm excited to hear what he has to say because I learn something every time I talk to him, too. So, Kevin, welcome, man. Get ready to embark on quite a journey here. Well, uh, I appreciate being here. I appreciate you guys having me. It's going to be fun. Yeah, absolutely. So we kind of laid out everything we wanted to cover over the the course of these six episodes that we're going to do and shoot we might get to six and say let's do a couple of more because we didn't cover everything but before we get into that i wanted kevin to talk about who he is and what his firm does because it's going to have a direct bearing on everything we talk about over the course of the next six episodes so kevin if you'll take just a couple of minutes to let everybody know who doesn't know who you are you know who is kevin ring and what does he do and all of that Absolutely. So uh, I'm the lead workers comp analyst with the Institute of Work Comp Professionals. We're based in Asheville, North Carolina, but we work with agencies all over the country. Uh, I'm still looking for a referral into an agency in Hawaii that might want to invite us to do an in-house <laughs> yeah, seminar. Yeah, in-person um, consulting. <laughs> yeah, at their, at their agency. Um, and it's exciting to come in behind uh, Josh and Stephen, uh, two folks who have been through our program and, and others in their agency have been through. And we started in October of 2001, actually not very far from where you are, uh, David. Our first workshop was in Orlando. Uh, and we train, certify, and mentor independent agents in a workers' comp process that helps them write more business and get better results for their clients. And it's the it's the mentoring that really makes what we do look different. There are a ton of fantastic educational programs in our industry, but most of them have a fairly fundamentally similar model, which is you take a class or a series of classes, you take a test or a series of tests, you earn a designation, and that's the finish line. Uh, you know, there's no 
kind of follow-up built into the program. And what we knew that we wanted to do when we started this was we wanted to help people actually do what they learned from us, not just teach. And so, you know, folks who come through our program and join the Institute have the opportunity to have unlimited access to our team of experts, you know, whether it's technical questions, marketing and sales questions, you know, a blending of the two, which it often is. Uh, we, we work with folks to help build expertise and not just knowledge. Yeah, I think it's important too, because I mean, if you look at the, the the traditional model, you know, like you said, it's typically you take a class, take a test, get your designation or whatever, and then it's incumbent upon the producer to take their continuing ed seriously, right? And that's where that's where the right. wheels fall off the wagon, in my opinion, because <laughs> I can tell you, man, like I listened to a lot of CICs um, because I bought the subscription to the National Alliance website to where I can get you know, an unlimited number of courses over the course of a year. But I listen to them. That's like, I'm not actively participating. What I, you know, and, and again, I'm going to be very clear. I'm not getting continuing ed for this. Okay. So I'm not cheating the system. I'm using this for my own information, which means I can do whatever I want because I'm not having to prove that I'm in, in the course for a while. But I'll put an iPad up in front of my monitors and I'll listen to the CIC through the monitor, almost like a pot. I mean, through the iPad, almost like a, a podcast while I'm working during the day. That's not the real right. intent. of how That should work. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's osmosis for me. And that's why I'm, I'm you know clear about the fact I'm not using it to fulfill a continuing ed requirement, but it's not the best way to do that. And I've, you know, I've been to the different continuing ed in-person things and you got the people who are there it's obvious that they're only there for the continuing education and it's that's a big rub for me man i tell people all the time you know the reason that we're an average industry is because we do enough just to get by we don't really push ourselves to be any better and it's very obvious if you look at the josh Gurley's, the steven sedlaks the the christian delosiers other people of the world that you know that we all know these guys are pushing themselves. They want to be better. You know, anybody that's in Killing Commercial is there because they want to be better. And so they take it seriously that they're there. And the mentorship piece is huge. I can tell you, man, you've not seen the back end of what we do, but I've got a whole digital learning center and everything else. And it would be very, very easy for me to set that and forget it. Just turn people on to their own devices, let them figure it out as they go. It's not effective but it, that I way. I don't. I spend the, I, I spend the right. majority of my time in interacting with those people in one-on-one -on -one training and coaching scenarios where they've got a very specific question. And you know, one of the things that we talked about, and I know this is something that, I mean, the ridiculous number of mod worksheet reviews that you've done alone is just insane to me. But that's a big one, man. I literally, I was actually doing a mod review with a guy right before we jumped on to record this. And I think that it's, it's funny because NCCI has made that worksheet really tough for people to read if they don't know what they're looking at. <laughs> Once you understand how to read it, 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 it it's, it's like nothing, you know, it's not that difficult. But until you get past the mental barrier that all these numbers are in these different fields and you're not sure what they are, it can be intimidating. I get it. I, I, don't, I don't understand how any business owner would have right. any understanding of it because a lot of the agents I know don't. So talk about that service that you guys do and, and sort of what your experience is. Lay the number out, man, because I don't know if I've ever talked to anybody who's done more. <laughs> yeah, so 
I mean, the, the the thing that I always tell people is when they when they finish the the certified work comp advisor program, we're gonna borderline harass them to send us mod worksheets and loss runs for accounts they're working on. And of course, those two things work great together because there's a lot of information you can glean from the, them together. And right at 10 years ago, uh, I started keeping all of the mod worksheets that uh, that I reviewed. I know at, initially I didn't count them, but probably four or five years ago, I paid my, my son, who was probably nine at the time, a penny a worksheet to count them so that then I could keep track. And I'm going to I'm gonna close the year just short of 1,200 mod worksheets that we've reviewed with advisors. And the great thing about the worksheet, and I'll tell you, the NCCI worksheet is a, a work of art compared to, say, North Carolina or Wisconsin uh, or Michigan. But I understand what you're saying is that very few people understand the information that's there. And there, there is a tremendous amount of, of information. There's not a lot that you can use to, I, I like to use the physician metaphor, right? We, we have to, you know, examine before we can prescribe treatment. Um, you can do, you know, a fair amount of examination. So you know, when I look at a mod worksheet, the first thing that I look for are unresolved injuries, open claims. And especially if they're in the back two years, right, the older two years on the mod, then there's an immediate question of why are those still open? I saw one in the last couple of weeks. It was $1,500 and it was still open two years out, hmm. which is crazy. That should never, yeah, ever why? happen. <laughs> now, is, is that having a huge impact on their experience mod? Probably not. But is it possibly indicative of a, a larger problem with True. how they handle employee injuries probably so well it, it, um, if i'm the agent just call it what it is kevin if i see that and i'm a competing agent i think it's an agent problem dude. Yeah. like where's the agent why aren't they getting involved with the carrier to find out why this stuff is happening it shouldn't be that way well there are there are so many opportunities to throw agents under the bus uh in this process and you know i I like to say for most businesses, workers' compensation is something that happens to them. It's not something they have any degree of control over, and it doesn't have to be that way. Um, and I think it's one of the greatest benefits of, of what agents can bring to business owners on their workers' comp, which for most of the businesses that our folks want to work with, workers' comp is the second biggest check they write for insurance behind their health insurance. And... So let's say you've got a business writes $150,000 a year check for their workers' compensation. If you ask them, why is that check $150,000? What are they going to say? That's, that's what the bill said. Yeah, that's, that's what, what my agent that's told, what you told me the me premium had to pay. was. Yeah. Right, right. And if you ask that same business owner, let's say it's a manufacturing company. You know, when was the last time you wrote a check for anything else in your business for $150,000 that you didn't know exactly why every penny of that check was there. And you weren't 100% certain that it was exactly the thing you wanted or needed to spend that money mm -hmm. on. And, and, and insurance, particularly workers' compensation, can be the same way. Now, we can't control the rates. We can't control whatever changes the legislature does or doesn't make in any particular year. But there's a huge window 
of things that that a business can control if they if they have the the strategies and the, and the tactics and the agent to help them do it. And when you can put business owners back in control and they have a process, um, you know, and a process doesn't mean that everything's going to go perfectly every single time. Uh, you know, you have an injury or every year in your program, it's not that everything's going to go perfectly, but when it doesn't, you can generally identify why uh, it doesn't go well. I mean, my, my son, who's almost about, about to turn 15, he's a big baseball player and he knows what a good swing looks like. And he knows what that process is. And when he takes a bad swing, he can identify why it was bad. Right. And it can be the same thing in workers' compensation, if this person got hurt and it didn't go well, well, we can probably identify why it didn't go well and then take steps to try and prevent that from happening in the future. And <clears throat> the number one thing that you can tell just by having someone's mod worksheet is what is their minimum mod and then what's the controllable mod. And it's such a a huge thing and and too many people agents and business owners get in this mindset that above one bad below one good and you know above one certainly you know isn't good cuz 1.0 is average but below one doesn't mean that it's good <clears throat> we we like to use the report card analogy you know if a, if a one is average then that's like getting a c mm -hmm. on your report card i, I use it 100 so percent of the time and before you continue i i want to hit on this for a second because the people the agents that are listening to this we're the ones who set the client and prospect expectations and and kyle and i have talked about this before um and, and i think we've probably mentioned it on a podcast but the average client thinks that they're shooting for a one like if you walk in and you survey a hundred people I honestly believe at least 50% of them would say, oh, I got a 1.0. I'm doing fine. And that's not the case. Like, you don't, unless you just are going through life wanting to be average, mm -hmm. 1.0 is not where you want to be. And so I, I, I use the same thing. I use the, the school grading scale analogy all the time. And I've done it with people who have mods that are in the 0.8s that think that their mod is awesome. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. about a B plus, you know, what's the minimum mod for your company? How do you know how good you really could be in, in, in one case in particular, we found out they were at a 0.86. Their minimum mod was a 0.64, right? They were, they and were a, further away middle, from their minimum mod than they were yeah, from and one a, in, in a middle market account. That's a massive chunk of premium there. Well, and yeah, right. and on that one, I've told this story a thousand times, but I mean, that account was $500,000 right. in premium and they're leaving 22 points a year yeah. on the table. Now you're not going to, in an account that size, you're going to, you're going to really have to be dialed in to go three years with absolutely sure. nothing at all, you know, on your losses. Can it be done? It absolutely can be, but you're not going in and, and representing to somebody, we'll get you to your minimum mod in the first year, two years, three years, four years, whatever. But now you have a benchmark that's realistic to strive for. If your benchmark is one, you're never going to achieve your minimum mod. But if your benchmark is your minimum mod, you're going to have much better results as far as what you're going for. And so, you know, I, I, I keep going, but I mean, I'm 100% on board with the, the grading scale. Well, yeah, I mean, so so that's exactly it. And with your example, they're in the mid 80s. They could be in the mid 60s 
you know, are they going to get to their minimum? Maybe, maybe not. No agent can make that happen, of course. You know, it, it requires an employer that wants to, to do the work. You know, the agent can only say, you know, here are the strategies and tactics and here are the things that I can help you do. But when somebody falls off a ladder, if the employer just shrugs and says, oh, go to the doctor and come back when you're better, then none of that stuff matters. But what you even on on that mod that you're talking about, you could probably identify multiple different injuries where employees were out of work far longer than they should have been, um, where, you know, those costs were greater. You know, the American College of Occupational and Environmental Medicine, which is the outfit that board certifies occupational doctors, they say there's three reasons that an employee cannot be at work after an injury, right? So one is they're hospitalized. That does make it <laughs> difficult to get to work, I suppose, unless you work unless in a hospital. Unless you're an appointment um, setter, and then we'll just give you a cell phone. You can call from your hospital. Well, and I and I have seen people uh, give folks like safety videos and paid them to watch safety videos <laughs> in the hospital. But I think that's maybe a touch aggressive. <laughs> Don't do this but again, number asshole. Two, yeah. <laughs> number two is uh, that they're medicated in a way that makes it dangerous for them to get to or be at work um, or, or some other condition that just makes it untenable for them to do anything productive. And then number three is that, you know, they're contagious, which unfortunately has become mm. more of an issue lately. I used to joke that, well, thankfully, there's not really a lot of contagious occupational diseases out there. But it's one thing. For, for me or an agent to tell an employer, you know, if none of these three things are true, then they can be doing something productive. It's another for the employer to take that to heart and say, you know, we are going to bring you back doing something productive. But that's where the mod becomes so powerful is, you know, the first thing we were all taught about selling was that the prospective client has to understand what's in it for them. Right. Why whatever it is you're selling, excuse me, is going to be better, is going to put them in a better position. Well, when you can show them that this seventy five hundred dollar indemnity claim where this injured worker was out for two weeks, if you could have brought them back in the first week, then, you know, that injury maybe would have been five grand. So now it's fifteen hundred on your mod because what, there's thirty six or thirty eight states that discount those med only claim seventy percent. And your mod would have been this much lower. You would have this much money, you know, back in your in your pocket. And and it's very easy. And and you know, we're big fans of of Todd and his uh, mod advisor. You know, it can show you that direct correlation to premium dollars. But don't forget when you're talking to people. You know, if someone's at a 125 mod and they could be at a 75, the benefit of getting from 125 to somewhere closer to that 75 is almost certainly going to be greater than whatever dollar amount you map in that mod analysis software because you're going to have access to better carriers with better rates, better rate tiers, um, you know, better dividends or credits or however you know insurance pricing works in your state. Uh, there's just you know so many opportunities for them to reduce what they're paying, which ultimately gives them more capital to do what it is they're in the business of doing rather than just giving the insurance company more money. 
So when you, I, I'm interested in this answer, and then we're going to wrap up because I want to keep on, on schedule, but when somebody comes to you to do a mod mod worksheet review, how many times is that the first time they've ever gone through that exercise? If they're, if they're relatively new to your program. Oh, it's an interesting question. I don't know. My guess is it's the first time they've ever sat down. I mean, if they're brand new, uh, probably the first time that they've ever sat down and systematically looked at all of it kind of a piece at a time rather than just saying, oh, well, their mod is this, or, you know, the mod changed dramatically from one year to the next. Um, And so that's exactly what I figured you were going to tell me because that's what we are taught, right? So when you go in, and I'm not naming names of companies or anything like that, but when you go to look at mod analysis software, you're dealing with software salespeople. Right. They don't understand. I I don't care who it is uh, unless it's Todd Tams. And I know Todd does. But, you know, when when you when you talk with people and they put this stuff in, they they really don't understand how to use that at the point of sale and how to use that to make a case to an underwriter and how to use that to develop a good risk management plan to drive down total cost of risk over the course of the upcoming policy period. They've made it so easy. And, and Todd's guilty of this. I will tell say that he's guilty <laughs> of this. They've made it so easy just to scan a worksheet in and have it spit out reports and numbers. And I think that's what the deal is, man. I think that we get, we're just so used to the ease of use of some of this stuff that we forget to go back and actually compare to the loss runs and see, okay, where is this relative to where the claim ultimately ended up? What kind of information do we really have on the loss runs? What, what is the body part that's injured? Is that in this report? No, because we scanned in a mod worksheet. What's the type of injury? Is that in this report? No, because we just scanned it in. You know, what was the root cause? Is there lag time? All of these things that contribute to the ultimate value of a worker's comp claim. And if you just go in and do a mod worksheet, the way that the software is set up, if you just do a mod review using that software as is, all you're doing is taking information that's not been validated and putting it into fancy reports to make it look like you know what you're talking about and you have a solution for somebody when you have nothing more than the mod worksheet repackaged in another way. Yeah, I mean, so let me let me trim down my rant on this, and then we'll, yeah, you just we'll about had me up. going, man. <laughs> I was it's, on the precipice, uh, Kevin. I was th- I was no, almost I, there. I can, I can appreciate that because uh, I've I've given this rant a few times, and I can like feel my adrenaline ramping up, where my hands start to shake. <laughs> <clears throat> but but running mod analysis and and Todd's tool is great. The other tools that are out there you know, do the job just fine from, you know, what I see from our clients that they use it. It's not, it's not about the tool, but you're know, running a mod analysis is useful, but it's just as useful as, as x-raying a broken bone and then giving that x-ray to like a 10 year old child or really any non-trained adult. Like they might be able to tell you it's broken, if it's really obvious that it's broken, but they can't tell you how to fix it. True. They have no idea how to fix it. And so, I mean, and it's, it's a, um, it's a problem that we have that 
people have allowed themselves either intentionally or unintentionally to believe that the output of a piece of software provides them any degree of expertise, right? And it, it can tell you the answer to the math problem when this person got injured and the insurance company spent this much money, the mod went up this much as a result of that. But what it can't tell you is if you want to avoid this in the future, then here are the steps you need to take to prevent that exact injury from costing that much, which is going to improve your situation. You know, it's not going to you know, validate that the payroll numbers on the mod worksheet were correct. It's to your point, David, it's not going to show that every injury took more than 30 days to get reported. And why is that? Because we know that lag time is a, has a direct correlation to the cost of the, the injury. You know, all of those things. And if you're only bringing those reports, but you're not bringing any strategies or tactics on how to improve those going forward, then I think there's a pretty strong argument. You're just a, a charlatan. Yeah, I agree. A hundred percent. That's a good place to end. Yeah, you're charlatans, people. If you're doing it that way, cut it out. <laughs> you heard it from Kevin Ring, the workers' comp doctor himself. But in all seriousness, I think that people get excited because they'll listen to the podcast. They'll see other people that win big accounts because they're doing mod analysis and this, that, or the other. And so they want to get into that game but they want to get into that game on their terms, not necessarily the way that it needs to be done. And my challenge to anybody in 2022 is if this is the road you want to go down, you need to learn from people, you know, you need to learn from mentors specifically. And when I have people call me to talk about coming into killing commercial, I tell them a hundred percent the same thing. There's really two things you need to have to be successful in middle market commercial production. You have to have a fundamental understanding of what it is that you're selling, period. Do you need to know every single intricacy of every policy form? Absolutely not. You can't do that right out of the box. It's just not going to happen. You, you, you get that over the course of years. If there was a way to take a USB dongle and stick it in my ear hole and download the basic manual, that would be a much preferred method for me to do that. But you can't, you, you just can't do it. And the second thing you have to have is you have to have a proven and replicable sales process period. It can't be a free-for-all. And so that's one of the beauties of what we do is we build producers to the same specifications every single time. And you can go to places like you know Kevin's organization to get that, that fundamental understanding or even take it up another notch. Here's what I'm going to tell you. Josh Gurley and I go back and forth all the time, and we, we say it tongue-in-cheek that if you can't sell workers' comp, you need to find something else to do because the policy itself is only six pages long. Here's the thing. They make up for it on the back hmm. end. The policy itself may only be six pages long, but there is a freaking library that you need to know about anything and everything that could happen after the fact. And that's where Kevin and his team come in and can help you. So I hope that if you're looking to go down this road in 2022, that you uh, will reach out to him and, and utilize his services. I can assure you, you can do far worse for yourself than to, to reach out to Kevin. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it and uh, I look forward to uh, to the next one of these uh, these tech talks. Sure thing. Absolutely. Everybody else have a great weekend. See ya. You've been
been listening to Power Producers Shop Talk. You can follow us at the Power Producers Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to take your game to the next level, check out our commercial insurance training course at killingcommercial.com or visit Amazon to pick up a copy of our international best-selling book, The Extra Two Minutes. 